Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 67, What We Wish We Knew About Parenting High School Kids. Well, Emily, we're going to have to ask a lot of people to help (laughs) us out today. Yes. Because neither of us have children anywhere near high school. Well, I feel Mm, like maybe that's not true because I'm about to have, like, oh, I say that, but Mm -hmm. I'm really technically only like three years away Mm -hmm. from having a high school student. Yeah, I just did the math in four. Yeah, so so (laughs) we we really need this advice because we will be timely. This is timely. Faster than we think we will. (laughs) So I will actually confess that I have like two cents worth of some experience with this. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So oh, here, good. so here's We've got something. So here's where I pick up with parenting a high school student. We have kind of a situation in our family where uh, my kids, we have a sister cousin, mm-hmm. is what is what we call her. So my niece is um, like our third kiddo but that did not really transpire until her high school years um she had a very difficult family life difficult upbringing situation and we became more actively involved when she was in her later high school years i'm not exactly sure what the technical term is but was like emancipated from her from her parents mm-hmm. And so she was an independent minor. And as the... So you're not legal guardian? No. Okay. And, you know, she doesn't call us mom or dad because we already had established aunt-uncle relationships. Yeah. But we very much have, like, parental roles in her life that started in her high school years and have grown as the years have gone on. She's now 24. So, you know, we are going to hear... from um, several women who have tips and advice for us who have walked through raising a child in their home during the high school years and are either in that now or have already done it. But, you know, there are a few tips I think that I can pull out from our experience with that. And like the one that just blares in my head mm-hmm. is to have patience, mm-hmm. like Maybe needing more patience than you ever needed when your child was three years old. Mm-hmm. Like you like you just need patience. And for me, even in this unique situation where we were in where I had not parented her her entire life, there is still this feeling of a clock running out, mm-hmm. sand almost out of the hourglass. Mm-hmm. And maybe those hints of immaturity, those bad choices someone might make, like 
they their room still looks like a disaster zone. Like you're starting to feel like you have not equipped that person mm-hmm. to be a functioning adult, and you start like it just you kind of have this like panic feeling. But like patience for us was the like the winner of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And all those things actually aren't true. Yeah. The sand isn't out of the hourglass. Yeah. There isn't a clock that's going to go off, you know, when they get the cap and gown or you drop them off of college or they get their mm-hmm. first job or, you know, whatever that transition period is going to be like. Yeah. And just having patience to talk less, mm-hmm. listen more, give space for mistakes and... Be more selective about your moments of instruction and guidance, mm-hmm. I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to remind me of all this whenever, like, yeah. <laughs> Anna gets to that point. But, I mean, we, even though she was not, like, in the home with us and we were not, you know, direct parents. But that is, like, so, so true of how we kind of had to navigate that relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's things that I've also heard. From moms who um, were in it day in and day out. Yeah. Let me ask you, what are you most afraid of when you think about your kids getting into high school? And what are you most looking forward to? I'm most looking forward to like seeing who they are more and more as people, mm-hmm. you know, and and having more and more of a relationship that has to do with me telling them to brush their teeth, mm-hmm. you know, and like just just getting to see who they are more as people. I mean, I can't say yeah. it any other way. That's kind of what I'm like for. Like my greatest fear is somehow during those adolescent years losing them mm-hmm. that our relationship would be damaged in a like catastrophic way Mm -hmm. you know like that's yeah my greatest fear yeah what about you well that's a wrap because you just said all the things that okay well then that's it we're done (laughs) yeah we're done we're good but yes there is like even now with my girls as they're getting older I am loving seeing them come into themselves Mm -hmm. you know and like how they are developing their own sense of humor that cracks me up you right. know, or that we can have a conversation on a different level than just pick up your toys or, you know, let's learn your ABCs kind right. of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'm really loving the relational aspect. And so I look forward to kind of, like you said, seeing them become who they're going to be, you know? It's like that first moment when your baby smiles or responds to you of their Mm -hmm. own volition, like it's a reaction. Like it's just that. It's not just a toot. (laughs) Yeah. Or just like a reflex, you know, of their face. Yes. But and it's it's like that keeps growing as the years Mm -hmm. go on. You know, that relationship builds and and becomes like closer in the sense of, like closer in maturity, closer mm-hmm. in ability. Yeah. Like the gap between me and my children's becomes less infantile. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's a, a great joy. Yeah. It's also terrifying in the sense that, like, 
you are more vulnerable in that relationship now, you mm -hmm. know, whereas they now have less of a dependency on you and more of a choice whether or not they choose to like you or love you or, you know, yeah, yeah. and, um, and not that that's going to be my goal is to make them like me because they're probably not going to like me for a while, mm -hmm. but just that, um, that we can somehow maintain a healthy relationship so that, um, I love the way I heard it talked about one time they were talking about puberty and kind of just the adolescent time frame but just that they're it's like they're going to be walking through this forest for a while and but eventually they will come out the other side you know yeah and an encouragement to them at the time but mm -hmm. also to us that like they will come out the other side you right. know we too were 16 once <laughs> yes. yes yes we were <laughs> so what do you like when you are going to look back on your own teen experience, mm -hmm. like what are things maybe from the way your parents mm -hmm. parented you, like what stuff you want to replicate when your kids are that age? Something that I've realized is that as kids grow into their preteen and teen like stages, their focus goes from being more family oriented to being more friend oriented. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like my parents gave me a lot of freedom in expressing that need and being with, you mm -hmm. know, the friends and the people group that I was kind of forming right. during that time. Yeah. And of course, like, had I made different choices in the people I was hanging out with, they might have had more of a Mm -hmm. a say or an input they probably had more observation than we than you i say we oh yeah than you were aware oh, you know yeah. like we felt like it was, was a lot complete, of freedom but yeah. there was still oversight happening. oh yeah. yeah oh yeah for sure but in my mind i was like i got this <laughs> um so i think i keep reminding myself of that as my daughter is developing that like she is going to start gravitating more towards friendships and how can i support her and remain involved in her life and not that not become a disconnect but that become a place that we can continue to connect as we move forward mm -hmm. you know yeah. and and I remember I mean there were friends of mine that probably still to this day would call my mom mom you know mm -hmm. or mama scat which is what right yeah what they called her but um, you know, just that they knew that they could come over and be welcomed and right. loved on and, you know, that she would be a mom to them, too. And so that was that was helpful to kind of bridge that gap. I yeah. think. So what about you? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I can actually agree with you. And I had I think I had a fair amount of freedom in my high school years as well, probably for different reasons, maybe than you did. Um, in a lot of ways, I kind of carved it out and demanded it for myself mm -hmm. um, as a form of like escaping what was happening mm -hmm. at my home. And it's interesting, like you can kind of find in some like abusive households where... 
like you are able to do that Mm -hmm. um, because you're not the restricted party. You know, like my mom would have been the restricted party and would have been isolated. And that was extreme to an extreme point. But I was like, I was allowed and in some ways started my own exit Mm -hmm. pretty early on, you know. Mm -hmm. But I find a lot of benefits from having some, you know, freedom. I'm. I'm a big proponent of, like, having some sort of, like, work responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, that you're capable of doing. And, then of course, it doesn't interfere with, like, your education and those types of things. But I don't know. Yeah, it is going to be interesting to see, like, when I actually get there, mm-hmm. you know, what it will be. Because I already see myself making different decisions about middle school than I would have predicted I would have even like yeah. before the pandemic. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm making different choices now. Mm-hmm. So and I think that as as I'm enjoying my kids getting older, it's really kind of lessening the fear that I've had mm-hmm. of that time frame. You know, because yeah. on top of like yes, the friendship and the freedom that I felt I also had just this animosity against my mom and oh. my relationship with my mom was I know, yeah. like it was like dynamite, like just mm-hmm. all four years. Um, so that is something that I'm a little bit bracing for, right. you know, and trying to remember like. I like this person. I like that she's becoming her own person. Right, you have you to know? tell yourself that. And so that may be my mantra for the next, like, yeah, four years yeah. before we get there. So, yeah. Well, we're going to hear from some women who actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> and we have some links to articles in our show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have what you were saying made me think about. We have a great article called Don't Fear the Teen Years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have some other resources there as well for parents who are parenting teenagers. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. Hi, my name is Sherry, and although I'm a grandmother now, I did once upon a time raise two teenage daughters pretty successfully. And if I had a parenting tip, it would just be this. Listen, listen, listen. Ask a lot of questions and listen again, and always be available for them to talk with you about anything. Let them know you're a safe person for them to process with. Hi, this is Heather. I'm a writer with Fort Worth Moms, and I have three kids, the youngest of whom is about to graduate high school. So here is my advice for the high school years, mamas. In the early years where the refs on the field and we're throwing the penalty flag and we're really involved in how things are going. As they move through middle school and the beginning of high school, we move to become the coach on the sidelines, calling in plays, calling timeouts, directing when necessary. And then about midpoint in high school, I would say we move to become the fans and the stands who are cheering them on and conveying our belief in them. 
think it's really important that we spend those four years of high school loosening the reins gradually so that when they leave our house, they're ready on their own to do the things they need to do as an adult. And keep in mind always that I think connection is the heart of mothering. And the more we invest in connecting with our kids, the more it's going to pay off and we're going to reap from that for the rest of our lives. My name is Jill Warren, and my parenting tip for teens is this. Love them. That sounds basic, but it's not. Hear me out. Love is patient. They will do dumb things and say dumb things. Remember that being a teenager is very hard. Love is kind, even when they are not. Love does not envy the other parent who looks like they have an easy teenager. Love your teen. Love does not boast. It is not proud. Be careful not to take too much credit when your teen succeeds, or you will have to own their failures too. They are their own people. Love does not dishonor others, and it is not self-seeking. Do not shame your teens. Your home is the safest place for them to make mistakes. And remember, you will sacrifice a great deal of time, energy, and pride as you raise them through the teen years. Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Compassion and gentleness are key. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Their maturity takes time. My name is Jenny, and I'm a writer here at Fort Worth Moms. And my advice to anybody parenting um, teenagers is to actively listen to them and have actual in-depth conversations with them because that is something that they really need and you're never going to really understand them if you don't and also to remember that times are not the same as when we were in high school I graduated in 2015 and my sister-in-law is 16 and a sophomore in high school right now and everything is completely different and to just keep that in mind when you're trying to make decisions. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I taught high school uh, English for four years um, before I had any children of my own. Um, and I kind of chose to do high school because I, I wanted to teach the older children versus children that really need their mommy all the time. I was like, I need some more independent minds. And what I didn't really realize is that those kids need their mommy just as much and I was playing mommy to 14 15 16 year olds so they really just as much need your support as a mother as a teacher as a role model um and another thing I really kind of learned in that role is it's so important to catch them doing something good because there's I don't think enough acknowledgement of that there are people kids adults you get attention for acting out and when you catch them doing something good and give them that attention they keep on doing that something good for you and it's good for them it's good for you the teacher it's good for you the mom i think that's the best thing that i could say hi this is misty 
And my advice for parents of high school kids is to actually teach them about alcohol. I know it sounds pretty sad and it sounds pretty controversial, but for me, for my children, for my family, and several members of my, you know, the extended family, we found that giving them drinks at home, not a big drink, getting them used to the taste of alcohol so that even when they went out with their friends and someone gave them a drink, they could taste that, oh, there's alcohol in here. Maybe I shouldn't drink this while I'm out with you. And so it, it gets them used to it, per se used to it. They know what the taste of alcohol is and what it does to their body. And so when they are out, when they finally go to college and they're away from your home and your protection, they won't go crazy because they already had alcohol before. It's nothing to go nuts about and they can withstand it. So that's my advice. Teach them about alcohol at home. You know, hey, there's a little bit of whiskey in this lemonade. We do do a spiky lemonade, we call it. And so my children, my oldest ones, and I have three that are adults now, they've never gone berserk over alcohol. When they were out at parties with friends or their friends went out drinking, they're like, oh no, it's okay. I don't need to do that. Somebody needs to be sober. That's my advice. My name is Kate Eschbach, and my kiddos range from 21 to 4. And my advice for parents of high schoolers is to make your home the place that people want to hang out. Have your home be the place that your kiddos can invite their friends to come over to hang out, to watch movies, to play in the backyard, to throw the football and have all of the snacks, all of the sodas and the sports drinks and the chips, have it all, have the cookies. It's amazing when you see your kiddos hanging out with their friends, you will learn more about them in those moments than you can imagine. It's fantastic to see the interaction. It's amazing to hear the conversations. You'll learn about what's going on at school, outside school, teachers, other friends, and just be the mom that's willing to drive them and to be the place where they hang out. Um, That's my best advice. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.